0: Another episode of How in the Now. I'm, um, some kind of Selena.
1: <laughs> Hi, some kind of Selena. I'm dad. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you weren't invited. Where's
0: Clover? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find her. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Clover's gone. It's just me. And guess what? I'm in New York interviewing sex workers, and um. This is a special episode of Ho in the Know, a podcast about sex work by sex workers for sex workers. Welcome to the episode. We begin every episode with a segment we call Historical Hoes. This week's historical hoe is uh, Okasawara Yuko, Mm. and she is uh, one of the oldest Japanese porn stars. Uh, I got my info from nextshark.com dot com that quoted the China Press. Oh, yeah. So some somewhat credible sources. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> NextShark has never been my source, but <laughs> go
1: off. Let's see. I know, I know.
0: <laughs> it's mostly like China Press because, like, I keep looking for. I was looking for so many like more info, more articles on the on the topic, but it was a little hard to find because um, mm. she's she's a little new. Oh. Um, so when I saw the article via Instagram about Okasawara, I was excited because societally we think a lot more about the longevity of men's sex lives versus women's. So it kind of gave me hope to think that some old lady, um, was like in one of the most openly perverted, like one of the, it gave me hope thinking that some old lady in one of the most openly perverted while like simultaneously secretive and sex shame societies was getting into porn. Hmm. Um, what is the society? Japan. Oh. I feel like it's like kind of twofold. Like some of the most experimental, interesting porn about like all kinds of levels of like eroticism and taste and pleasure and like exploring taboos.
1: Japanese and porn can get so, so.
0: It's hella wild, yeah. It's the wildest of wild west, yeah. And I love it. I'm like fucking amazed. But simultaneously, like, get, it's all censored. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like
0: the, it's like we'll include like tentacles and shit, mm. but we're gonna censor genitals.
1: <laughs> that was why tentacles came about. Was yeah,
0: yeah. So that you could, you know, show penetration, kind of. But I mean, you still have to like censor the the vulvas. Why? Vulva. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: but you can show like um them sucking on tentacles.
0: Oh true, true. Yeah. And you can make a tentacle quite wet looking. Mm-hmm.
1: Tentacles. Yeah.
0: Uh, interesting. I mean and then also like all of the great oh, panty porn do they make and like the, the quite wet.
1: Some tentacles come. <laughs>
0: yes, there are definitely like squirting tentacles and there also are like egg laying tentacles. Yep. That's a thing. That's a thing. Um anyway, Japan. Simultaneously, it's like not cool. It's like hold hands in public with your boo. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, it's like really funny. I was like watching some doc stuff about it. I mean, it's like it's a very public display of affection.
1: Hmm. Maybe
0: that's in part
1: like the declining birth rate or something. Yeah. There are so many memes about like this will not help the declining birth rate. Um, <laughs> Head of what are they? <laughs> Okay, keep going.
0: Okay, anyway, so oh, uh, Aasawara lived a traditional life. She married um, she was married to her husband, who was the only person she'd had sex with and also the person she lost her virginity to, as much as I fucking hate the idea of virginity and that's some bullshit. Um, but she was with him until he passed away suddenly at the age 59 from liver failure. So she was widowed suddenly, and she got super depressed, as one does whenever they lose their life partner. But eventually, she made a conscious decision to start the, making the best of her new life uh, as a single lady, albeit a widowed single woman. Mm-hmm. But yeah, single lady. Oh, no single ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the encouragement of her family, she opened a restaurant. And when she was um, working that restaurant, she met a woman... Who asked her if she'd ever considered getting into the adult film industry? Wow. Yeah, it's kind of like another one of those like a person came up to me and asked if you if I've ever done porn stories.
1: Like that always gets me because I'm like, really, if it is just a random person and someone asked me that, well, I'd be like, I
0: I've considered it. Like, <laughs> I don't
1: I don't know like what would happen. <laughs> yeah.
0: I know like if so, the right person came up at the right time especially like a woman like i I would feel a lot more comfortable having that conversation with a woman than with some guy yeah so at first uh augusta like refused it but then she considered the proposition because she'd only had sex with her husband ever and she was like who knows it could be fun so she decided to check out the studio and see how she felt being on the set of a porno and while she was there she was watching some young woman doing a scene with an older guy and she like declared she was like if I get into porn I don't want to be fucking some old guy I want to fuck a young stud <laughs> and the woman who was trying to recruit her was like yeah that can be arranged oh nice Yeah. so uh, Gasawara began shooting porn at age 81 Wow. yes and I think she's still at it according to some recent searches um,
1: how long ago was she 81
0: um, I think like two years ago Okay. Yeah, so she's she's like 83 now. Um, so anyway, so uh, I decided to search her porn, and I wasn't sure what to expect. <laughs> I was like, you know, because I, I was like, there's not much info on her. It's essentially like she got into porn and seems to be having a pretty good time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and also, like, the really cool thing is that her son knows and supports her and stuff, and it's, like, all out there for her. Aww, yeah, so, that's so cute. It's so sweet, so, like... um anyway i was like searching for her porn and i found like a couple of clips of her fucking younger men and i was like hell yeah she like actually didn't end up like fucking these younger guys and also like she looked like she was having a really good time mm. and it was like interesting because i was like i've i'm never like i've never been curious about like old. you know old woman porn yeah i had that experience too
1: um earlier this week i was trying to find old ladies but you can't find that much info about them you can just find them fucking and, yeah but i had that that
0: yeah, yeah, so I saw the clips and she's like, she looks like she's genuinely enjoying herself, like there's no, like, none of the fake stuff, none of the fake moaning or anything, just, like, her being her and enjoying sex and exploring <laughs> her life, and That's she seems cute. to be, like, you know, having a great time, so... That's, like, wholesome. Right? So if you're interested in looking her up and if gil- if gilfs are your kink, uh, please check out Ogasawara, Ogasawara Yuko. And uh, yeah, so that's our historical hoe this week. What do you
2: think is like the most satisfying part of the job? Ooh, that's a hard one. On one hand, I think it's like uh, the sex work community itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the people I work with are really spectacular and we're all wonderful and unique in our own ways. And
0: Were you kind of like intro introduced to the sex work community prior?
2: Um, eh, teeny tiny bit, not that much. It really took stripping for me to get into it. Um, but like I kind of was introduced to it slowly like a few years before I started dancing, yeah. Like, but it wasn't a part of it. Like through your partner then? Mm-hmm. Are
0: yeah. you still with that person? No, I'm not. Okay. yeah, it's so a different partner now.
2: No partner at all. No partner. Yeah. At all. Okay. I am flying solo and I love it. Solo, solo, dolo. <laughs> I'm Like that's exactly what I want to do. <laughs> so I'm I'm very content.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you said like so um, we were talking about like you're the most satisfying part of the job. Mm, yeah.
2: So definitely being part of the sex work community because we're so powerful and resilient and save lives of others and save our own lives all the time. And yeah. I think we're just really cool. But what really surprised me was, yeah, just the relationships I form with customers, too. And just, you know, you have those moments where it's like you really touch someone and you feel like you did so much. Oh, yeah. doesn't have to be, like, anything that you really do that's spectacular or out there. But just knowing there's, like, an energy exchange happening.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting. I was... um So I'm reading this book by Esther Perel called Mm. State of Affairs. Yes. And, um, of course, I love Esther Perel's work and all, but she has, like, an interesting passage about, um, so, like, different kinds of affairs, and one of them is, like, commercial sex work Mm. affairs. And she was talking about the kind of freedom of, like, emotionless encounters via Mm. sex work.
2: I love that, yeah. Yeah,
0: and and I think, like, on the one hand... Yes, I get that, but I also feel like there's just so many emotions in the club. Like it's one of the most emotional places that I've ever experienced. It is, (laughs) and I think it's a bit of a misunderstanding to say that it is like whenever you're um, whenever you're buying commercial sex work that it is just this total emotionless
2: place. Yeah. I I hate it when customers are like, oh, strippers are all fake, you're not genuine, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, sure, there are strippers that probably put on a big show and blah, 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 that's what they need to do. But I'd say for the most part, like, we're all trying to, like, bring what we can to that space.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and also it's just, like, every club is different, the vibe is always Always. different. And also buying different kinds of sex work is Mm -hmm. going to involve different degrees of intimacy. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's all like case by case basis. But then she kind of goes in a little bit later to talk about like all of the emotional relief
2: mm. that
0: the kind of interactions you have purchasing commercial sex work bring, like no expectation of performance, the ability to be uh, completely like focused upon without judgment, mm. um, just knowing that that is your time. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know not having all of the other burdens of pressures of like future expectations and past failures and all of that right
2: yeah that's true also both exist all exist exist. (laughs) both
0: and (laughs) (laughs) um what was like tell me about an interesting private dance that you've given you told me kind of a bit about one where he touched your head oh, yeah. and immediately like <laughs> was hard and and it was like a great experience. But
2: there's another one. I know there's plenty. You know, it's like right. but what? It's like they happen all the time. I just need to like.
0: What about kink clients? Have you ever had like any
2: like nothing too like out there? Honestly, I feel really? like the most common one is foot foot guys. Foot guys. Foot guys.
0: And I, I mean, love I them. guess. You know what, it's funny, I feel like I don't even think about foot guys that often, but I mean, sometimes they just, you know, happen into, (laughs) fall into your lap. They
2: do. (laughs) Or you fall into their (laughs) lap. With your foot in their mouth. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, it's like, it's a strange experience having a stranger, like, have your foot fully in their mouth.
2: It is. It's, it's something else. (laughs) Are your feet especially sensitive? Um... Not really, but I definitely like having my toes sucked on. And if I could get, like, paid a lot of money in a champagne room, just, like, sit there naked and have someone massage and suck my feet, I'm, like, all about it. (laughs) Anytime. Like, I wish all my clients were like that. Um, But I've had no, like, really big kinks yet. No. No.
0: Well, I mean, you are also, like, in the first year. I am, yeah. There's so much more. So much more coming my way. (laughs) And I just, yeah, I guess I just always wonder, like, what the demographic differences are, like, you know, going in from small clubs. But I feel like it's probably pretty similar because people are just people. Yeah,
2: they are. We're all humans. You know, desires are all
0: just, you know, human desires. (laughs)
2: Do you have any wild kink stories? (laughs) Whew.
0: um, (laughs) Yeah, I have so many. Um, Well, one I posted about... um, Actually, no, I'm going to—so, like, there's this one guy, and uh, he just wanted me to um, make fun of his man titties and twist his nipples yes. and um, make fun of his baby dick, <laughs> and he was like, I'll just be able to come by you being mean to me that way. Amazing. And I was like, cool. Cool. That Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs>
2: okay, wait, I did think of a kink one. Okay. I have one customer. It's nothing too wild. Um, he— Has this thing he orders, like really expensive, teeny tiny one piece bathing suits from Japan. And so he brings them in, and sometimes he'll bring them in with yoga pants, and he'll like have me try different runs on, and like do a lap dance for him. Or, oh my like, God. Get on stage Does and do it. Does he let you keep them? No, what I wish. The fuck? I know, I know. I'm like, he's like, I'm sorry, I need it back. They're expensive, and I'm like, fair enough, but. Still, fuck you! But I want one. <laughs> like, Fuck you, I'm expensive. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll warm up to him. I'll make him give me one eventually.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I need him to give you one. Now. Yeah, agreed.
2: I'm like, this could benefit us both, dude. <laughs> but yeah, that one's that one's fun. And then we do like some role plays in the back. Oh, like, yeah. what kind of role plays? Not too many, because, like, role playing is something I'm really shy with still. So he was I mean, re- I am too. Yeah. I- he was actually really sweet. He, like, let me practice with him. And he, like, mm-hmm. gave me a little scenario. And it was, like, I'm dating him. And um, I hung out with one of his guy friends who so has, like, a way bigger dick. And I, like, fucked his guy friend. Like, oh. Yeah. He, like... Was a little upset about it, but, like, wanted to hear about me fucking this bigger dick. and like. Oh, so
0: he's kind of a cuck.
2: Yeah, yeah, a little bit. And he's like, so long as you, like, come back to me and fuck me when you're done with him and I take I mean, care that's hot. Me. Yeah, no, it was really fun. Dude,
0: I, like, want to date a cuck so bad.
2: Agreed. <laughs> I agree. Don't, yeah. <laughs> the dream. It's <laughs> like the dream. The dream. <laughs> yeah, for oh, sure. God. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's your um, longest-standing customer you've had?
2: Longest-standing customer.
0: Probably my Italian
2: one. Oh okay. Yeah. I've known him like maybe almost nine months. Nine, oh wow. Months. Yeah, yeah. I met him pretty pretty early on. Are you gonna do anything to like celebrate your
0: anniversary? Yeah, I'm sure we will. So you've known him and so for like nine months ish. Yeah ish. I uh, I'm kind of like starting to get into giving long term customers gifts. Yeah. Um, like I have one guy who um, I've written stories about Marcus. And, um, I bought him some books and, um, so like one of the, <laughs> I'm kind of heavy handed with my clients. <laughs> so the first one is on, um, male depression and masculinity. Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that. And he read it like cover to cover. So I'm like really proud of him. Wow. And, um. What a keeper. Right. He's fantastic. And then the other book that I got is on, um, like the commercialized like savior complex around sex work and whoa
2: marginalized groups yeah (laughs) I love that like I want to read those (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah so I'm gonna I was like so you read that one the masculinity (laughs) one I've read it before and I love this book so much the author is fantastic and then we're gonna read the second one together
2: oh I love and we'll discuss (laughs) that's so brilliant
0: yeah I think it's like a good way to bond and also like a lot of customers like wanna learn and grow and I'm definitely like a teacher
2: at heart. Yeah. I could, feel, I, could totally see that. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sometimes a terrible gift giver, but I know he's gonna really wanna celebrate it. And yeah. like do a whole thing around it, which I'm totally there for.
0: Yeah, that's so cute. So yeah.
2: Um I don't know, I'll have to think about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean and, and it doesn't have to be anything too expensive. Um, no. I you know, like a little cake with a candle on yeah, top is yeah. cute enough, you know, exactly. just a little acknowledgement. Yeah.
2: He's kind of one of those guys where he's just like, just having you in my presence is gift enough. And I'm,
0: That's so sweet. You're a
2: sweetie. <laughs> How is the food at his restaurant? Amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I hate Italian-American food. It's usually terrible and not done well. Dude, but same. Like, my dad, my dad, again, is not from Italy or anything. Like, my dad's side of the family, though, is Italian. Um and so, of course, like there's like the whole like Italian ego of like our cooking is always better than the restaurants. And my dad makes a really pre- typical, um, traditional like pasta dish that like I've never had at a restaurant before. And like he oh, makes it. What I, is it? Putanesca. How do you how do, what is it? Uh, capers, olives. Um, so it's like, like that salty, really really salty, garlicky like red sauce pasta. Okay, and it's so good and can be done so wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. But he makes it and it
2: taste like my dad's, which oh. is maybe weird. I don't know. I kind of ate it and I was like, hmm, like, this is, <laughs> this is reminding familiar. me <laughs> in a weird way about my father. <laughs> um, yeah, it's actually really good.
0: Do you ever have those experiences with customers where they just like start reminding you of like paternal figures in your life? All the time. How do you handle that? Um, uh,
2: <laughs> that's a good <laughs> question. How do I handle that? I don't know. I try to like, I mean, it, I, I don't know. Expand on the question if you can. yeah, it's
0: just like so um I have a lot of instances where I end up especially with like older white men who remind me of my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it's and it just is like a little unsettling and then for me, I have to do like the mental gymnastics of okay, yes, I'm remembering that you know this is a, makes me think of this person, but that you're not that person yes, they're a completely separate individual. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely like a weird thing. Like, I'll have it in the back of my mind, and sometimes like I can't like fully shake the feeling off. Or like if somebody reminds me of my stepdad, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> totally. This is a feeling. But um, but like I'm still gonna make my money, of course. And I'll just you know I'll be like, well, that happened.
2: Yes. <laughs> Fortunately, like, no one has, like, really had a character like my father or, like, a personality or look like him, which I'm, like, so thankful for. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs>
0: um, so glad. I haven't yeah. had anybody who's, like, my proper
2: biological father. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely just, like, tuck the feelings away, you know? Yeah. A lot of it is generational, like, because we listen to so much rock in my club. It's, like, so many songs I grew up to, like, listening with my father, and I'm kind of like,
0: eh.
2: <laughs> Yeah. It's, like, going to, like, shove that to the recesses of my mind.
0: Yeah, you do have to kind of have that professional distance about it. If you want to get paid. (laughs) Yeah, if you want to get paid. I mean, how do you kind of get used to touch and all? Is your club like, does your club have like specific limitations on touch? Like, you know, you have to be six inches away from a customer at all times. You can't be on their laps or you have to have a foot on the ground. Or is it just kind of freewheeling? It's
2: kind of freewheeling. I feel like there probably should be more rules, and they've slowly over the t- over time been like broken. Yeah, <laughs> like when we reopened, it was supposed to be no contact or like the customers can't touch us. It's only one way. Uh. We could be on their laps. We could touch them, mm-hmm. but their hands at their sides. Yeah, yeah. But that has totally changed in no yeah. one follows act.
0: do they like just- permit like nipple sucking?
2: Again, technically, no, but does everyone do it? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Does anyone go around and stop us? No. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, like, one of those unspoken things. Exactly. It's just, like, we're charging more for dances in this area. For sure. And guys are guys. And, you know, it's, like, it's obviously up to everyone's discretion what they're comfortable with.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, and it's also, like, that, like, there's, like, a progression of, like, what your comfort level is, I think. Always. Like, whenever you were, like, super baby stripper, like... How was it, kind of getting
2: used to that touch? Um, I was truly unfazed by it. Mm-hmm. It did not bother me at all. Like <laughs> and that. like my first shift, I was like, "Let me grind on some dick. Like I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I was pumped. Um, yeah, no, it did not bother me at all. I mean, it's definitely taught me about like a lot about like what's okay and what isn't for sure. Which was like, you know, always a little shocking when you run into those moments. But yeah. Always like manageable and like no one that's ever like really crossed my boundaries and that's so nice too insistent so I'm I'm lucky there yeah totally yeah
0: do you um oh um okay so like there's like a thing that a recent guest said that was um you know like you need to get ready for certain things so like one of them is like some guy's gonna try and finger you like some guy's gonna like jizz in his pants. Yeah. Like while you're on him, like have yeah. you gone through like those various things? Oh, definitely.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Varies from like the club, but again, for the most part, like if I'm like, hey, we can't do that, <laughs> yeah. they're like usually pretty okay with it.
0: That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think it's interesting too. Like whenever customers are very communicative about mm-hmm. like I'm villages in my pants. Yeah, yeah. How do yeah. you handle that kind of thing? Because uh, so for uh, context, I had this happen. Earlier this week or last week, this old guy, and I was, like, really surprised that he was able to, like, come on himself considering how old he was. He was, like, Mm. very elderly. Man, you just got to go in. Yeah, and he was also very sensitive, like, Uh, preemie ejaculator type dude. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, okay, so, you know, be really gentle because I will come very fast. (laughs) And he's like, when I come it's not going to be a lot, just a very little, so you don't need to worry about getting wet or anything. (laughs) I just want you to know.
2: (laughs) That's so sweet. Yeah. Thank you. It was, like, very specific,
0: and I was like, okay. Yeah. And and he did come, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And nothing visible, no wetness or anything. It was just, like, and I also didn't even feel like he had an erection the whole time.
2: Oh, well, something worked, though. So, you
0: know, like, there's something very mysterious about, like, later, like, elderly male sexuality.
2: Yes, Yes, definitely.
0: I was also reading about how like most studies about like male sexuality are done on college-aged men. Well, that's not really useful. Exactly,
2: exactly. <laughs> like so, that's a small portion of so like So it's the kind male of spectrum. exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like very much kind of tilted toward like men are horny all the time. Yeah. Only one, one thing and that's sex. Yeah. But then it doesn't really account for like the variety of Right. feelings and concerns as one gets older and yeah, has longer-term bonds and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but for sure.
0: Anyway, it's that sidebar side. <laughs> <bar> side. <laughs> Have you ever had, like, customers explicitly be like, I will jizz in my pants during this dance at some point?
2: <laughs> um, actually, no, funny enough. And usually I don't let them come if yeah. I'm just doing lap dances. And uh-huh. I do mostly lap dances. I don't really, like, sell a whole lot of champagne rooms, like, uh-huh. just not at my club necessarily. Um, I'm, like, way more of, like, lap dance and stage money kind of person. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, unless you're getting a lot of dances with me, like, I'm not going to let you come. <laughs> you yeah. got to take the champagne room. <laughs> you got to pay way more for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the worst is, like, whenever somebody doesn't tell
2: you. Yes, so, yeah, that's ugh. <laughs> not How good. have you handled that situation? Um, Luckily, it hasn't happened often. I more get stuck with guys who, like, young guys who might be too drunk and, like, their crotches are just, like, soaking wet, and I'm like, they smell, oh, like, God. piss yeah. and jizz, and I'm like dude, what is up? Like, what dude, did you do? That, was, that has happened to me before. Yeah. One time, I, like,
0: this guy, like, really wanted to get, like, a half hour with me. And then, like, as soon as I get to him, I, like, sit on his lap and it's, like, wet. And yeah. he's, like, oh, yeah, some girl squirted on me. Uh. And I was, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like could who doesn't <laughs> like, does say something about this? Right?
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, like that's... you're a
0: fucking psycho.
2: Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, that's the worst. Uh, I don't mind if you, like, if something happens during the dance. But, yeah, the surprise of, like, you're like, I'm going to get some money. This is going to be great. And then you're like, ew. (laughs) And it smells weird.
0: Yeah. What's, like, an important lesson you've learned working at the club?
2: I mean, obviously so many. But for me, really, it's just been, like, be genuine and authentic. Mm. Have fun. (laughs) Don't try to be something you're not or someone you're not. Maybe that works for some people, of course. Yeah. Um, Teach their own. I think,
0: yeah, everybody to each their own. Yeah. I'm pretty genuine at the club. And I know. But I know a lot of people who are much more like heightened, high femme. Sure. Yeah. And, like, playing into even, like, porn stereotypes. Like. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely, you know, I have, like, a very different persona in there, but it's, like, always an extension of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm also a terrible liar. Yeah. I just, like, cannot do it, which is, like, maybe not great for the job sometimes, but I mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, like, I can't be anything but what you see right here, right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, I think that's reasonable. I think I'm also, like, not a, a, an especially good liar or mm-hmm. I'm also kind of a bad actor, even though I am acting. <laughs> What? To be real. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I try. But it's hard to like fully invest in a different persona, like in a completely different persona. Yeah. Or even to come up with like a completely different backstory for yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you tell customers about
2: yourself like in a genuine way? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I really do. Especially if they're asking like a genuine question. Like, I love that opportunity to be like, oh, you actually want to know something beyond what you like see right here right now um Mm -hmm. and I really appreciate that so what's
0: like your least favorite question that customers ask
2: oh my god I have so many it was funny I saw this question on your list and Mm -hmm. I like was like I don't really know maybe I don't have a favorite question and on the drive down it just like came flooding through of all the questions I hate (laughs) um Uh. I really don't like Questions that like imply that stripping is a bad option or like my plan B or something I need to move on from, especially because I have like a prestigious, I guess, college degree. And guys are like, Well, you have to do something else. And I'm like, Well, no, I don't. Like, I'm full time, like, sex worker career, and that is what I will do until the day I die. Mm -hmm. And I'm very confident about that. And yeah, and I also hate questions where guys are like, What are you doing after this? Like, Mm. let's be friends. I'm like, I just walked around for seven hours in nine inch heels. Exactly. Like, I'm tired. I want to go home and like not talk to anyone. Like I don't want to hang out with your stupid friends. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I like care. you and your stupid friends who like, only gave me like fifty bucks. Like, like I don't no care way in if hell. You have a nice
0: hotel. I don't care if you have a boat. I don't care yeah. if you're gonna take me to a five star restaurant. Yeah. Like all I want to do is leave here and go home. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not going out and partying with you. It's so, it's like such a terrible question. It I also is. like. I also hate whenever people like want to I don't know like just try and find ways to like get me outside of the club or to like pay me but like not enough money yeah or like they try and recruit for things <laughs> <We're> talking to <laughs> our tech about it and he's um looking for strippers for music videos and it's, and it's kind of like those are one of the nuisance things that happen at the club yeah it's like especially like um, rappers or other like rock musicians who just want Literally. like a crew of strippers for a video or in, in LA it's like a specific thing like guys will be like I work for like HBO and like I have an entry to like meeting all the execs and like if you just come out with me like yeah. I'll take you to like the Grammys and <laughs> I'll take you to the Golden Globes and every other place and I'm just like
2: no thanks no
0: thank you That sounds so exhausting to deal with.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to do
0: any of that. I don't. I don't. And it's like, just because you're there doesn't mean it means anything. Yeah. But.
2: I also have, like, such a small group of friends outside of here. Like, what makes me, what makes you think you're so special?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, no offense. Like, really? And I think it's just, (laughs) like, shows this, like, lack of understanding of, like, the grind of the job. Like, because we are essentially, like, party facilitators. Yeah, for sure. So, like, people think that we're, like, just always on the vibe to go and party.
2: Yeah. It's like no we're still human. Like we still need to sleep and relax.
0: What tips would you give for like somebody who's interested in
2: dancing? Like do some research for sure. How did you research? Did you use like stripper web? No, I didn't. I don't even know that's a thing now. Like what?
0: Oh, okay. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> uh stripper web. I think it's like stripperweb.org or something like that. And um it's like this really old like HTML page. Um, that is, like, just a database for kind of all your FAQs about dancing and getting into the club and stuff. Like, something that I learned from it way back when I first started was, like, picking your name.
2: Oh, my God. It was,
0: like, they're, like, pick something that's, like, a regular girl name. Otherwise, it'll be, like, you know, it'll become this thing that you constantly have to explain and you want to explain as little as possible. Fair enough. And it was also, like... Another thing was, like, limit your time to only, like, two to three songs per interaction. Hmm. Like, if you're dealing with new people, because people know, like, they're going to make that decision within that time, and any right. longer
2: you start wasting your time. Yeah. No, that's true. It just well, had all kinds of stuff I will now be suggesting like that. that. <laughs> that every, I'll be on that later today, probably. <laughs> um, I think I watched a lot of, like, YouTube videos. Oh, nice. <laughs> A bunch ah. of strippers who posted, like, first time stripping, this is what you should or shouldn't do. Oh, that's so, so cute. You know, sweet.
0: I like that. I I always kind of wanted to have one by a stripper that was, like, a good lap dance video. Yeah. Because I, like, looked—I, like, searched for, like, lap dance videos, and it was all just, like, how to give your— Husband and right. a like, no, that's not <laughs> what I want. it didn't make any sense. It was just like, first you step away and then you stick your leg out sensually. Oh my goodness. And you have a little <laughs> twirl in front of him and you flip your hair and then you dip forward. And it's just like, no. That's Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what we do. That's sound, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> and the funny thing is like doing that, I just am like wondering like what husbands are into it that way. Because, you sure. know, like most men are kind of socialized, like heterosexual cis men are socialized to have strip club experiences. Sure. So like if they have ever had a lab dance before. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's not <laughs> like, what are how are they going to react for? to this? Like it's so like <laughs> off the wall. <laughs> it is. I would love more information on like, like similarly like what to do in champagne rooms. Oh, yeah. Like, fun little things to entertain them over time. Totally. That's always something I struggle with for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, champagne rooms, it's, like, that amount of time. I mean, 15 minutes is totally doable, but whenever you get to, like, an hour or even 30 minutes, it's just, like, I feel like I'm just chafing the both of us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Some things I I know are just, like, you know, taking your time getting undressed or whatever. Yeah. If you take off clothes during those dances Uh and also... Taking breaks, sure. Yeah, <laughs> just
2: drawing everything out.
0: I'm drawing everything out, but it's still like it depends on the person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's your self care routine like?
2: Um, oh, that's so hard. I don't know. I feel like I've gotten really good at just like incorporating little things all the time. Like I don't feel like I like have a go to routine. Like a lot of it is like the stretching and eating I was talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's like. Therapy and Pilates and, like, monthly massages, stuff like that.
0: Those are all point, important. Getting, Those are all yeah. great answers. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't think of it as a routine of just, like, this is my life now. Like, I have to do this if I want to keep stripping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, my body will fall apart.
0: Yeah. How do you feel like – I mean, we are both, you know, college-educated mm-hmm. strippers. How do you kind of handle the, the stigma of – you know, knowing that you're a person with a degree and all those expectations and – but also, like, choosing a path that is so, like, radically, like, taboo.
2: Yeah. That almost is what kept me from stripping, actually. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm meant to be in this space. Like, something about it feels weird. And then I was kind of like, that's silly. <laughs> like, yeah. that's not necessarily a reason not to strip. Um, I definitely don't, like, wave it in people's faces. Mm-hmm. If people ask, I'll tell them. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't definitely, like, really aware of things that people say that are problematic, whether it be, like, clients or other dancers or management. Um, And I kind of just, like, try to keep myself in check and not go all, like, teacher on them, you know? Yeah. like, how do I talk in a way that, like, people will still understand no matter, like, where you are in life or your learning process? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I kind of try to keep it to myself, though, unless someone brings it up.
0: yeah. And I mean, like, internally, like, do you ever have those conflicts?
2: What do you mean? Do you ever,
0: like, I mean, you know, I I even struggle sometimes with myself, like, like, um, just validating myself and validating my work.
2: Mm. Um, Like, because you have a degree, like, if this is the work you should be doing?
0: Yeah, or maybe just, like, you know, um, just... Comparing myself to my peers mm. and like where they are in their career lives and all of that, even if I know that everybody's struggling with different degrees of like capitalism sure. and oppression and and you know maybe we have like one public face but you know our internal life or, or the, our work life balances or mm-hmm. maybe not like you know maybe they're not able to have that but I have you know great things but yeah but just kind of internally do you ever have that kind of questioning
2: um not too often if anything I really more go towards like man I wish I stripped sooner (laughs) or I wish I didn't go to college (laughs) halfway through college I like wish I didn't go and then I was like well I already accrued so much debt like I need a degree to get a real job yeah real real at at that point
0: it's like yeah you just need to make it or otherwise it's just yeah it's kind of a waste yeah and then I ended up stripping
2: anyway. so (laughs) (laughs) are you out yes very that's so cool. Very, yeah, my whole family knows. Oh, nice. Everyone I talk to knows I don't hide it at all. So. How did your family handle it? They were a little shocked at first because I kind of hid it from them at first. And, like, I've always had a really open and honest relationship with my family. So I think my mom was, like, taken aback that I hid something from her. But also that, it was that oh, I was, like, doing sex work. Um,
0: I love that she was more concerned about you hiding something. Yeah, she that's was. That's like a good
2: mom. That's a It good was. Mom. Yeah, I'm so, so, so lucky. Um, yeah. I have a really great family. And like it's been a learning curve for them. My sister was like has been a go-go dancer before and like kinda dabbled in that, so that wasn't shocking for her. Cute. Um, but no, both my parents have like acclimated really well. And honestly at this point my mom is just like so fucking happy I'm doing well and that I'm happy and she's like, That's all a mother could want. So oh, that's so <laughs> they're beautiful. precious. Yeah. And my dad will be like, What are your clients like? What do you do? Like oh what's the stage like <laughs> it's like really amazing <laughs> I love
0: these like very kind of like open-ended non-judgmental questions yeah like all it sounds like they just care about knowing you and being
2: part of your life they really do that's I'm really just like beautiful. endlessly grateful what and they're dream. older too so I'm just like good for y'all yeah Like keep breaking down you know
0: break down all periods. the stigma yeah you exactly know. that's so cool yeah. I'm I'm amazed
2: and, like, <laughs> I already love your parents. I've never met them. But. They're really spectacular. <laughs> My mom even sticks up for me if someone's oh. like, says some weird shit about me. So, I'm like, oh, That's
0: oh, so nice. Grace.
2: <laughs> I love you. Mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, tearing up. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> What's, like, the strip club climate like in your city? I mean, I guess it's kind of a small town. Do you, Are there yeah. any other clubs in the area?
2: No, not in our area.
0: Do you guys ever kind of talk about, like, labor rights where you are?
2: Uh, yes and no, not in, like, the form of unionizing necessarily. There are people that are talking about it, but not specifically in my club. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have employee status in Massachusetts. Oh, um, interesting. So do you get paid hourly? We do. We do. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, Not, um,
0: actually, every club does do
2: that. Yeah, we do. We have, like, a tip minimum wage oh. set up right now in my club. That's so cool. Do you still have tip outs? You my don't have tip-outs? My club is really amazing. And, I mean, it's small, but there's, like, no house fees. There's no tip-outs. Everyone gets paid sufficiently, and they're, like, unless you want to create that culture. Like, the owner was, like, really specific when he bought the place. He's like, I want y'all to, like, follow that culture if that's what you want to do. Like, I always tip my bartender, which is really the only person I have to tip because we don't have a DJ. Yeah. Um, but there's no tip-outs. Nothing goes to the management. I mean, obviously, they're, like, um, like, they always get a cut of dances and stuff like that because that's standard. But, yeah, we don't have to pay anything to work there. Um, the owner takes really good care of us, honestly. He's surprisingly great,
0: which I'm, like, still,
2: I'm, like, you know, waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm, yeah. like, what are you going to do that's fucked up? But mm-hmm. he's actually been really chill, the new guy that we have. So I'm, like, hmm, this that's is odd. dope. so dope. I mean, <laughs> yeah.
0: it's, it's, like, you know, a lot of the stuff that you want unionizing, it
2: sounds like, you know, you have yeah. a pretty decent environment. Yeah. Yeah. I need to I don't know anything about it, but I would love to know more. Yeah. <laughs> My I therapist mean- is always, like. Do you need connections? I know who you could go talk to. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Really? <laughs> Baby steps. Yeah. Like,
0: how so? Uh,
2: what do you mean? Like, what kind of connections? She just knows people that know about unionizing or just like stuff in the area. Oh, so yeah. she's
0: like interested in like the labor unionizing effort. She is. She's like sister. very like social justice oriented and like wants all that good stuff. That's for so everyone. interesting. Yeah. Do you feel like it ever gets like a little bit like savior y? From my therapist or yeah, anyone? from your therapist? No, never. Oh, that's good. No. So it's just, like, generally, like, open-ended, yeah. like, if you ever feel like doing that, yeah. you ever yeah. want to unionize, I know labor people. Yeah.
2: Just, like, out of a way of, like, y'all should be not saved, but, like, y'all deserve rights, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, cool, thanks. Awesome. <laughs> Agreed.
0: <laughs> All right. So now we're going to do
2: some rapid-fire questions.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. What kind of placers do you wear?
2: Um. Mostly, like eight inch like standard like clear heels or black or boots
0: oh you know, really like big leather boots so like strappy sandals or yeah. boots. oh yeah. okay okay are you a pole fl- work person or a floor gown?
2: both my club right now the poles suck so I do a lot of floor work because that's what it's like ah, made for right okay. now yeah are your poles spinning or static they're static but we're trying to change them to one to spinning
0: um last song you danced to
2: Oh, God, I have no idea. <laughs> Some, like, crazy house EDM song that a oh, friend nice. put on. <laughs> Word you don't, like,
0: name you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> how often do you wash your outfits? Um, like, once a week. Ooh, yeah. How many shifts do you work per week? Only, like, three or four.
2: So I only wear an outfit, like, once, you know, once a shift. So okay. it's, like, nothing goes reused, really.
0: Do you, uh, are you one outfit per shift or multiple outfits per shift?
2: Multiple if it's busy. Maybe one if it's really slow. Do you have a work wife? Not really, I'm pretty independent. But every once in a while I get like paired with someone and like we work well together. She used to be my manager at my Videla job, which is really funny. And then we both started stripping. (laughs) So we work well together because we love each other. I love that. It's cute. Um, The most money you've made in a night. Um oh it's funny to say because everyone's gonna be like, I make so much more than that. Whatever. Um twenty four hundred. $2,500? 2500 That's not. All of nothing
0: to sniff at. That's great. I've I, As a baby stripper, I never made that much.
2: <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it was all from from one dude.
0: Hell yeah. Um, If you had a daughter or son who wanted to be a stripper, would you
2: support them? I would encourage them. Oh, I you love like, it. Go Go do it. All live right. your life. Fuck well, school. Fuck capitalism. <laughs>
0: yeah, right? <laughs> fuck school. Fuck societal standards. Yeah. Fuck it. Go get naked.
2: Get yeah. paid. <laughs> Have fun.
0: <laughs> I feel, I like just like that there's this like true radical attitude about like with strippers, I think, yeah, like to truly be able to say, fuck it.
2: Yeah. I love
0: that. Fuck you. Fuck your expectations. Yes. I do what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's what I love about us.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. Yay. Thank you so much for your time and vulnerability. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Yeah. A certain odor can bring you back to a certain time and place. Nostalgic, carefree, innocent. Maybe it's floral. Maybe the scent of burning wood. Maybe just maybe it's the humid plume of subway air. It poofs into your face as you're looking down scrolling through your phone and suddenly you know the wait is over. Your train is here to sweep you away. From the creators of Garbage Day, introducing Subway Air. <laughs> There's nothing more comforting than knowing your garbage is going somewhere far away from you. (laughs) Don't we all get a tiny thrill when we see all the cans lined up in front of everyone's houses? I know I do. Garbage day brought you comfort. Subway air brings you excitement. Where are we going? I don't know. But we gotta take the F to the A to the G to get home anyway enjoy that my train is arriving relief every day with subway air love it <laughs> honestly though this one weird trick will get rid of all of your student loan debt they don't want you to know the secret but we're here to give it to you did you know that you could call sally may and say that you want to physically carry your loan debt for the rest of your life instead of becoming a wage slave it sounds crazy but it's true <laughs> Sally Mae will chisel your debt amount into a giant boulder that you can tie around your waist and wear for the rest of your life instead of worrying how you could possibly pay off $200,000 in student loans when you make less than $2,000 per month in your entry level position. Debt is inconvenient. A giant boulder strapped to you is a little cumbersome, but much more manageable. We can even negotiate for a giant wheelbarrow to carry the boulder, but you have to call yesterday. <laughs> So, I'm Selena the Stripper. You can follow me on Instagram at Pretty Boy Girl. You can uh, subscribe to the Patreon at The Real Pretty Boy Girl, and that really goes to paying for our studio costs. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at hoeintheno at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram for this, and it's at Ho in the And uh, thanks for tuning into this episode of Ho in the Know. Thank you. Bye. More money, I want your money, I want more money.